Good morning, Friday the 1st of April. We've got a decent schedule. Let me jump right into it. I'm going to start with college basketball. Yesterday was April Fool's a day early. We lost three bets on college and one undercard type game, Xavier and Texas A&M. That was unfortunate, So, uh, but it's in the past. The, the month was great. It was uh, 50, uh, 14, 48.73 units up. That is, I mean... Again, I'll dislocate, dislocate my shoulder, but that's a great month, regardless of what happened yesterday. But that being said, I'm a little gun-shy in this game tonight. Fresno State and Coastal Carolina. I will take Fresno State minus one for the first half. I definitely like that game. I've Because of the, if you want to call it gun-shy nature from last night's maybe comeuppance a little bit, uh, I won't take the first half under. And I will not take the game under, and I'll not take Fresno State on the game, uh, full game. And those were all leans, just just the first half Fresno State. The logic behind that, again, all the numbers that we always look at, uh, offensive, defensive efficiency, you know, the turnovers, the, the matchups. The, you know, I'm not going to go through all those things. I will talk about recent form, recent form meaning so the postseason for these two teams. Coastal Carolina has been starting very slow. Fresno State has been starting very fast. Coastal Carolina then has come on and gone in a situation where they're losing at halftime in uh, three of their last five games. Of course, they well they actually won, lost one of those, but the last three in the tournaments they've won. So uh, the opposite somewhat with Fresno where they're behind only once in the last five five games. Uh, the under has been four out of five for Coastal Carolina and three out of five for Fresno in the first half. So absolutely, I still lean first half under. And postseason first half unders are money. Not taking it today. But actually, I absolutely recommend watching that as a situation where if it's a lot of scoring early and you start to notice a slowdown, you start to see the pace of the game change, that would be an ideal time to look at the under, for sure. That's that's. I won't go a point. I'm, this is this is a, going to be a pace of game momentum swing here. If you're looking at a better number and you see a, sw- a, a pace change, that's an ideal time to take the under that, and probably maybe well maybe for the game as well. Probably is probably the better word. All right, and then uh, as far as the whole game, I. Can't go against Coastal Carolina at home. This is home for them. This is in Conway. That's their home. Fresno State has to travel literally from ocean to ocean. The absolute, all the way across the country. And they had flight issue yesterday. That's why the game wasn't held yesterday. It's going to be hard for me to want to take them full game. They should have their legs for the first half. Maybe they run out of them in the second half. And I'm not going to go against the home team. So that's the logic behind that as far as overriding any handicapping where you would definitely look at Coastal Carolina as inferior to Fresno State. I look at Fresno State as a five-point better team. That's my number. Actually, 4.5. 4.5. is the numbers, uh, which is be slightly over the total for the over-under, but I do lean under on that as well. Okay, enough of that. Uh, for tomorrow, I will get in more detail tomorrow. I do have an official play today, though, for Duke minus four, just in case it sneaks up to four and a half, which I don't think it will. But if it changes, it's going to Duke minus four and a half rather than Duke minus three and a half. So 
lock it in if you wish. But Duke is official already. I lean over in that game, probably not taking halftime total, but I might take halftime Duke, maybe. Again, the full game is official, minus four. Villanova and Kansas, absolutely leaning the under. I think with missing their sixth man, they have sixth man rotation essentially played in the postseason, and now it's five with their starting guard out with his last game injury. Now, according to Jay Wright, he says, well, the reason why we don't use the depth, the bench, is because the first six guys are too good to take off the court. Can't argue with the logic, and the guy's a great coach. I'm sure the guys that are going to step up and fill in after graduation are quality players, but they haven't been getting a lot of time on the on the court. So who knows? Is that fresh legs a positive? Is that inexperience and jitters a negative? They're both quality teams. It's going to be hard. What do you do when you're missing one of your best players? Second leading scorer on the team, I think .8 behind the leading scorer. Uh, probably more defense. And both these coaches are a little bit on the defensive oriented side, especially Villanova. So leaning under first half, leaning under game. Uh, I do lean Kansas. Money line. Uh, not sure about the spread, but officially Duke. Okay. More tomorrow on that note. In NBA, NBA has been sneaky good the last week of March. I wouldn't call it a good month, but the last week was a lot of green ink on the spreadsheet. That's mostly because of being extra judicious on the picks. So that won't change for today. Eileen Denver minus the points against Minnesota. Denver at home. I will not play that pre-tip-off because, quite frankly, I look at this as a situation where you could get Denver plus the points potentially early in the game, or at least a money line play rather than giving up any points. And as I've said before, if I miss out on it, I just don't care because there's more games tomorrow. And the NBA is too unpredictable, and you never know who's playing until they actually step on the court, etc., etc. Uh, obviously, I have played some pre-tip off in the last week. It's not all live looks, but it seems predominantly live looks, and that's been paying off. So that's not going to change for now. I would play it live if I thought that was a better play. It's not, in my opinion. Now we move over to hockey. A decent slate of games and a decent number of bets. The first one is the Islanders of New York visiting the Rangers of New York. And I like the Rangers on the regulation money line at minus 110. I would not fault you if you wanted to take the full game money line, but you're going to pay about 170 for that. And I can't fault you because there is a possibility these guys go to OT at 2-2. Two to two. That is a possibility. I'm willing to take the risk of losing but paying only minus 110 if, by some chance, the Rangers lose the game, period, rather than just in regulation. So I'll take that. But there's virtually no difference in the uh, payback, expected payback here, because of the chance of the overtime. Uh, Shesterkin and goal for the Rangers, that gives them a serious edge in overtime if it goes that far. But I'm also giving, it's giving them a serious edge to not get to overtime. So they're obviously serious competitors and serious rivals, but I'll take regulation line on the New York Rangers. Not faulting you to take the full thing. I'm going under five and a half as well. As I said, this hit sets up as a three to two game. And I'm also going New York Rangers, same game parlay, full game money line and under seven and a half at minus 105. 
as I, and I haven't mentioned this for quite some time, but I mentioned earlier when I started taking a lot of these same game parlays when they became available, is that it's just you're looking in a situation where you can improve both ends of the thing. That's not a secret, I don't believe. But I'm moving from the New York Rangers regulation line to the New York Rangers full game money line, which, as I just mentioned, there is a certain possibility it can go to overtime. So I'm giving myself some security there. And then under seven and a half, just in case it's three to three going into overtime or four to two regulation, anything like that. So I like that. And of course, minus 105, that's in my line of thinking there. I typically don't want to take high juice on anything. That's why really when I call them full game money line and the regulation line really equal value, I'm just leaning towards the lower juice as a default, which moves us into the next play, St. Louis and Edmonton. That's right at the edge there. I like Edmonton minus 152 and have taken that. And that's, it's not that I have never played any games higher than that, but it's rare. I like to be keeping my juice low so that uh, when you're, Winning a majority of your games, you're, you're definitely collecting cash rather than people taking minus 200 on a regular basis and then needing 67% winning percentage just to break even. I, I don't, you know, I, I like to collect the money rather than the wins. So, uh, of course, you got to win to make the money. So I'm not faulting people for taking those. There's value there. All right. But there's good value in Edmonton minus 152 over St. Louis. I don't like the total here because... Of two things. St. Louis offense is unpredictable. They'll score more, you know, more than you would thought it was reasonable one game, the next game. They don't look like they can put the puck in the net. Edmonton is the opposite side of that. They can put the puck in the net, but their goalies sometimes look like developmental league and the next day look like major league studs. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Edmonton, but I won't take the total. Then we move on to Vegas and Seattle. This is a repeat of the game they just played. This is a home-and-home home situation, Vegas against Seattle, two in a row. Uh, and it should be a repeat of that. I'll take the Las Vegas regulation line, minus 105. So you could pay the juice here, but I don't. That I would not say this is equal value. I, I don't think so. I think there's a, just, I mean, you'd be better off taking Vegas puck line, minus one and a half, and getting some nice plus money. That would have approximately equal value with the regulation line. But again, I want to make sure I get the win here, and it's certainly more likely to pull off a win if it's a one-goal game, whereas their puck line would lose then. So it's kind of a similar but reverse situation from the Islanders and Rangers. This is a scenario where I definitely like Vegas and a stronger win than I would think of Rangers and Islanders. Uh, Seattle just doesn't have, they're just not a talented team yet. Vegas is, they're underplaying their talent level, and they've got a lot of injury problems too. And their their engine, Mark Stone, is on the shelf, mainly because of salary cap issues, so they could bring Jack Eichel up. They pulled off that sneaky little trade. Uh, they were able to put him on long-term IR, which doesn't account against the salary cap in the NHL. But then when they activated him, they had to have room, so they kind of finagled it where Stone was on the IR a little before Eichel came up, and uh, he will return magically when the postseason starts. The funny thing is Vegas is on the outside looking in, so they're desperate to get it done, and they mentioned need to win does not equal win. There's no W just because you 
need the win. These are professional players. They always should want to win. The question just becomes, is Vegas more focused? You know, um, they should be having the discussions that their season's on the line. And I don't think they'll be tight because of that. I think they'll be ready to go. Whereas Seattle's just trying to get respect, trying to make sure their fans are happy at home. And I don't think there's enough motivation or skill for Seattle to win this, even though it is a revenge game. I don't think revenge counts so much when you're when one team is bad, Seattle, and the other team actually is a good team. Certainly on paper, they're a good team. So that's it. So quick recap. Vegas regulation, Edmonton full game money line. New York Rangers regulation and under the game and a parlay, same game parlay under seven and a half in the Rangers full game money line. And then the NBA was a look-see at Denver for live. And in college, we've got Fresno State first half minus one. Leaning on unders for live action, which if you see, if it's been a high scoring, higher than expected, and uh, you see a momentum change where the pace is changing, I should say. Uh, now, of course, it might just be way under and you're not going gonna to miss the opportunity, but I'm more than happy to miss that after a little bit of a comeuppance. And then Duke is already a pre, is a bet for tomorrow, but I'll have more on those two games tomorrow. Okay, best of luck.